Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB, where we are back for what I hope you have heard on the previous episode, a last episode for a while. I'm going to be taking a hiatus uh, for some vacationing and also because I made an announcement on the last podcast. So before I get to that and before I introduce my guest for this lovely episode please log on to the official website which is trending topics with bbpodcast.com there as you well know has all of the episodes listed and the platforms where you can find this podcast that's different than where you're currently listening as well as our social media links and links to the merch and if you want to get in touch with this podcast and be a future guest or if you have a suggestion for a future topic feel free to hit the contact tab on the website or email ttwithbbpod at gmail.com which is always listed in the episode's description there you will be able to inquire about anything that you find that is pertinent to this podcast all right without further ado this episode is my third and final of a series of episodes where i talk to some friends about the upcoming New Kids on the Block concerts that are happening at the end of the summer in August in a couple weeks, as I am currently recording, and also about just being a fan of the New Kids on the Block, and we call ourselves Blockheads. Uh, I am lucky enough to be traveling and have a friendship with my friend Marissa Thompson, who joined me on this episode, and also you can check this uh, podcast episode out in video form on the YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook pages, just like the last, like, 10 to 15 episodes. So without further ado, I give you my lovely chat with Marissa Thompson. Well, welcome to a new episode of Trending Topics with Pee Uh It's going to be my last episode for a while, but before this, uh, it's the third episode of the series of New Kids Talks. Um, so without further ado, welcome, Marissa. We're doing this in person because... Why not? <laughs> uh, we, we live in the same town. We're going to Boston together. Let's talk about it. So, uh, so welcome to my podcast. I know you wanted to join me on, and I'm happy you're here. Uh, so why don't you tell those that will be listening to this episode or watching it kind of your background with new kids and kind of how you fell in love and how we got to present day before we kind of move along. Well, uh, I fell in love with new kids uh, back in 1989. I was 11 years old, and I was on a school retreat with my class, and the gift shop that was at the place that we were at had um, magazines and, you know, posters of, like, all types of, you know, the Teen Beat, Big Bopper, all that, and I ended up looking through one of the magazines and the first poster inside the cover was Jordan Knight's face. And I thought he was the most gorgeous man I've ever seen in my entire life. And I had to know who he was. So I went, you know, exploring through the pages and read the article about new kids. And I was like, oh my God, I have to know who these guys are. And I bought the magazine and I went home a few days later and, you know, started talking with my friends, asked them if they knew who New Kids was. And they were like, yeah, we, we know who they are. And, you know, they had the, t- the, you know, the tapes back then. And so we were listening to the music on the tapes. We were watching the VHS videos. You know, we had the posters. We had the folders. We had the notebooks. Well, of course, all my friends had that stuff. I wasn't allowed to have that stuff. But um, 
because <laughs> I was obsessed with new kids and I'm so happy that I found them because at the time I was going through a really hard time with school. I was getting bullied almost every day. I got made fun of. So I was having a really hard time and basically they brought me back to life because I wanted to know who they were. I wanted to go to their concerts and as a kid, I never got to go to their concerts because my parents didn't want me to do that. They thought, you know, I don't have to be like everybody. So, you know, you're not going to go. And of course, I cried and cried and cried for days. But, you know, growing up, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that I just had to deal with it. And, <laughs> and then back in um, 2008, um, I was living in Vegas at the time. And my dad had just passed away in September, and I had to go back to Denver to take care of his, you know, affairs and everything. And I had no idea that new kids got back together. And so basically, like, it was a godsend that they came back together at that time because it really helped me deal with, you know, losing my dad and having to go back home and deal with all this stuff. And I finally got to see them in concert in Vegas that October of 2008. And I cried when they came out on stage and we were, my friends and I were 16 rows from the stage on the floor level. And like the first song that they sang, I was just like, oh my God, you know, freaking ugly cry. But it was the most wonderful concert I've ever seen in my entire life. And I was so giddy to be there. And like the 11 year old self of me was just like screaming for joy. And then later on that night, they had the after party at Club LAX, which was at the Luxor at the time. And I was having in my going away party, you know, because I was moving back to Denver. And my friends at the club actually talked to the new kid security. They talked to Jared and then they talked to Earl <laughs> and wow. they got me to go over and meet the guys on the other side of the VIP area. And it was a big surprise to me, but I was so ecstatic. And Jordan was the first one I met. And of course, I held myself together the best way I could, but he was like literally five feet away from me. And that was the longest walk of my life. <laughs> I was shaking so bad, but it was so wonderful. Like it was just, it's so surreal that I actually got to meet him and got to meet John and Joey after. And I met Donnie and he was like drunk off his ass. <laughs> and then I met Danny and he wasn't as nice to me like the other guys were, but you know, it's okay. I just, it's just like, all right, whatever. But um, from that night, Jordan, Joey and John still remember when we met in Vegas. And it's really cool because, you know, they always, name, they call me the Vegas girl, but they also know I'm from Denver. So they also call me the Denver girl. But um, it's amazing to know that they still remember that night. And, yeah, all you know, years later. Yeah, and especially the fact that they meet a million people a day, yeah. you know, whenever they are doing the concerts and the tours and everything else. But for them to remember those specific moments, it's really, you know, just intriguing and just mystifying. And I love all that stuff. Yeah, yeah so... <laughs> The next night that year, what they came to Phoenix, and at the time, uh, I told it on the last couple of episodes, but I was at U of A, I came up for the show, Rest is History. But then that kind of started my, my time of traveling to see shows. So since 
you at the time you were moving back to Denver, did you think you would be traveling to go to more shows? And then obviously the next year, the whole cruise thing started. But before we get to that, I think it, when the reunion tour happened, we all thought, oh, this is our time to see them. Some knew to go to multiple shows, but it had never occurred to me. Of course, I didn't have the money to go to multiple shows at the time, but it never occurred to me, oh, yeah, you could just follow them and go to shows, and that became the thing. And that's when everybody started meeting each other, and then, like I talked about from the last couple episodes, then social media happened, and the rest is history. So when did you start traveling for shows? Well, I think, let's see, did the uh, October show in Vegas, and then the next month I was back in Denver and I actually bought a show for the Denver okay. show as well. And I was third row from the stage. I took my best friend from high school, Mandy, with me. And, you know, she she thought new kids were okay growing up, but she wasn't into them like I was. And she just sat there and, like, she had a good time, but she was laughing at me because... I was just like, oh, my God, you know, I get to see him again, you know. And I was just this giddy little schoolgirl. <laughs> my friend just sitting there laughing at me. But she had a lot of fun, you know. She was happy to be there with me to share that moment. And actually, at the end of the concert, when they like, after they sang Hanging Tough, um, John recognized me, and he was waving at me from the stage. And then he, like, went over and got Jordan and, you know, started pointing at me in the crowd and Jordan was like, Hey, and then they turned to Joey and started pointing at me again. And Joey was like, Hey, and so it was pretty cool that all three of them recognized me. Um, but in terms of like other traveling, I, I didn't know if they were going to come back. And so I thought, well, you know, in case they do, I want to be able to go to other shows if I can. And, um, I actually ended up going to, the cruise the following year and then um when they did their next tour which was what they got the palms that following year in 2009 yeah yeah just there's so many and so i did the vegas show over at the palms and then i went and did the denver show too a few weeks later <laughs> and so um i had like at the palms i was like I think I was like way up in the on the second section off the floor, and then um, for the Denver one, I was like twelve rows from the stage. Yeah, but um, it was a lot of fun, and I wanted to go to more shows, but I just I couldn't afford it at the time. And and then um, the next couple of years, I was always going to either the Vegas show or the Denver show, and I think I went and did. Um, I don't remember it's 2010 or 2011. They were, I think it was during the casino tour. That's when they went um, to all the casinos around the country. And I went and did the one in, uh, I want to say Hammond, Indiana, the oh, Harrah's. Yeah. yeah, I did that one. I took one of my friends to, to the show for that. And we did VIP. So she got to do her first meet and greet. And it was really great because it was um, close to her birthday and she had just lost her dad. And so I wanted to do something special for her. And so she, um, during the meet and greet, she was standing next to Joey and I was standing next to Jordan and like the three of us were just like holding on to each other. You know, we didn't want to let go because then everybody else started running in, you know, to stand for the photo. 
and all three of us were just like hugging yeah. each other together and so um she's sitting there talking to joey and she's like so when did you become all joe mac daddy and and he's like what <laughs> and she just started they both start laughing and then later on during the show when they're like doing the more quiet songs the romantic stuff um it was really quiet in the audience and she yelled out joe mac daddy and he like points to this to her he's like yeah and it was so funny <laughs> that happened because <laughs> she wasn't expecting that to happen and it was so funny seeing that because his expression was like yeah <laughs> it was great and so i guess yeah so we all have these like early memories of traveling and touring mm -hmm. i'm just trying to pinpoint when we met if it was 2009 in vegas because I didn't cruise until 2014, but then I moved to Vegas in 2011. But I felt like I met you before I moved there. Probably. Something like that. So. Because I, I know I started going to Vegas and Phoenix shows, just yeah. like. Did you, did you do a VIP at the casino tour? No. I didn't do a VIP till. Maybe 2011, 2012. Late like, in the I think, game. I think we just started like doing the social media. And, and yeah. Like, to know each other on that. So I know Heidi introduced me to you. Right. So for those watching and listening, um, so in twenty or in 2009 is when Twitter started. Basically, if you look back in the history of when Twitter, if you Google that, and we were one of the first groups to adopt Twitter. <laughs> Donnie was the first new kid to join. Um, and then the rest of the new kids joined. And then more and more fans started joining because we kept crashing their website back in the day. Uh, in the forum <laughs> that they used to have where it was like a message board. And it was like so 1995. Anyway, so then Twitter started and social media started. And then it just kind of created this big like networking of fans and people meeting other fans and traveling to shows so that's why i'm bringing this up because i was trying to remember we've known each other this long and i'm just trying to remember when we met that met. yeah <laughs> um because again it all blends and this is 13 years later which is crazy um so i guess so since you mentioned the cruise and we've talked a lot about the cruise on the last couple episodes since you've been on all 10 Let's start with the first one and kind of go down because I know there are a few people watching this live and thank you. Shout out to you watching this live. Leave us a question or comment. We'll respond. Um, so let's start with that because you mentioned that you you didn't think you were going to start. We didn't know how long this was going to last. In the beginning, it was a reunion and we didn't know how long it was yep. going to last. 13 years later, we're going to Fenway in two weeks. Yep. So talk about the first cruise because the first cruise kind of some people knew about it and it sold out real quick because of the but a lot of us didn't know about yeah. the first cruise so talk about that okay um so the first cruise back in 2009 it was a whirlwind and it, w it went by so fast and i found out about it because i saw an ad um 
I don't know if it was on the New Kids website or I saw something somewhere and I was like, oh, a cruise. Well, I love the cruise. I used to work for a cruise line in Hawaii for the region. So I was like, I love vacationing. I need something to get away. And so I went online and fill out all my information and sign up for the roommate match. And my roommate was a girl from um, Birmingham, England. Oh, her name's Victoria, and she and I are still really good friends. We, we talk a lot on Facebook and everything. And so we, we get there to Florida, and it was just a crazy, crazy, just four-day weekend that was just, no, nothing was organized. It was a big free-for-all. Um, at the time, um, any events that are in the showroom, minus the concert was like first come first serve so everybody was trying to run in there to be on the you know in the first row the second row third row and it was crazy and then during the, the parties that night the theme nights everybody's trying to you know get their way onto the little stage that the guys were at and i actually got pulled on stage um during the theme, the first theme night um by donnie I was trying to take pictures and I had, you know, my big camera hanging around my neck and I had my bag with me and I was behind this girl and she was trying so hard to get pulled on stage and but she was being so mean to everybody. She kept like whipping her hair in front of everybody and Donnie was going by like, like you know, reaching out and talking and touching everybody's hands and saying hi and and I yelled out, hey, I met you in Vegas. And he's like, oh, okay. And he, like, pulled me up on stage. <laughs> and I just sat there. And I was like, okay, now what do I do? Mm. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that, that you know, I was, I was allowed to, like, walk around and have fun. And he's like, put your camera away and go have fun. And he gave me a kiss on the cheek. And I was like, okay. I guess I'll go have fun. <laughs> and so I just sat there and I was like, what do I do? <laughs> and it was really funny because I saw um, Joey behind me and then his dad was there too. And, and I want to say he, I met his wife, Barrett. I, cause I, was she in the first place? I think she was because she looked, there was a lady that looked exactly like her. The only difference was her hair, her hair color was different, but she looked exactly like Barrett. So I'm assuming that was Barrett. But um, I went over to Joe's dad, and I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> like I just started talking to him because, to me, he looked lonely. But I mean, he had a big smile on his face, and I was like, hi. He's like, hi, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Marissa. And he's like, hi, I'm Joey's dad. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you, and, you know, so he's like, so you like these guys, huh, and so we're sitting there talking, and I was like, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and so, and then um, I turned to the woman next to me, and she's just kind of looking at me like, okay, who are you, and I'm like, hi, I'm Marissa, like, I love Jordan, she's like, oh, nice to meet you, <laughs> and like, I don't, it looked like she was kind of weirded out, because I was like, sitting there talking to Joe's dad and I wasn't making a big deal out of it. Like I was just like, oh, I'm just here, you know, <laughs> I was going to take pictures, but Donnie told me to have fun. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. So I guess the first cruise, and a lot of this footage is actually on YouTube for those that are listening that want to find out, but yeah, compared to what the cruise is now, which we'll get to the first cruise, there was nothing planned. It, it was just, 
Yeah, so the energy was basically by the fans more than it was the new kids that year because they didn't really, other than the concert and maybe the photo op, they had nothing really planned. So, and it was a different ship the first year, right? It was a smaller yeah. ship. Yeah, it was a really tiny, tiny ship. Okay. Yeah, the ship was really small, only held 2,000 people. Okay. <laughs> so, the next year. It was on the same ship. The same ship, really. So, the. Because if I, if you look at the videos on YouTube, didn't it have like a cabana thing in the middle of yeah. the Lido deck? Yeah, it did. That's where they would stand during the theme nights in that little like stage area. Okay. Yeah. So the second cruise, even though it was on the same ship, was it a little bit more planned? Was there a was. lot less chaos? That's when the sign seating finally took into place. Okay. <laughs> so for everything in the showroom, you had to sit in that seat. <laughs> okay. So basically, okay. So then they started really honing in because after the first year, they realized, oh, this is fun. We could start organizing this better. So what, with the assigned seating and everything on the cruise, why do you think, when well, each year started selling out, right? So Obviously, there's not that much. If you think about it, it's like, what, 3,000 fans now yeah. on the cruise? At that time, it was like a little over 2,000. Yeah, about 2,000 to 2,500. Okay. So for those that are blockheads that may be listening to this, or even those that aren't, and they're like, oh, a cruise with the new kids. That sounds crazy. Um, what is – I've been on it. We'll get to the one I've been on. But what is – what the it's hard to explain to people if you haven't been there you don't understand yeah <laughs> but but since you've been on all 10 you you can you know the difference between all of them so i'm trying to get those that are like afraid to cruise to a little bit more at ease so being the second year what started to click i think just knowing everything was a little bit more organized and we didn't have to just sit there and wait all day to get a good seat in the showroom. Um, Cause so many of us were just sitting and waiting, sitting away. Like we would take turns and this is not including, you know, saving the spots for the theme nights <laughs> at night. But um, just knowing that there is finally rules that we had to listen to. And that it made everything a little bit more smooth, a little bit more, you know, not so stressed out. And because the first year, like, all the security team, all the Rose Tour staff, they were just, you know, chickens with their heads cut off, running around, trying to get things figured out. You know, just all of us running all over the place. You know, we're trying to have so much fun, but like, you know, the kid in us is also like, oh my God, I'm finally on the cruise with new kids, you know, so we're all going crazy. But I think the following years after that initial one, just knowing that, you know, okay, during this time, they're going to have this, you know, and during that time, they're going to have this. And, you know, over here is going to be this. And, you know, especially, I think it was by the third year or maybe the fourth, I don't remember, um, when Jordan decided to do, like, his yoga thing. 
and then Joey was doing something else that morning, and then Donnie was doing the back rub thing. So it's just, you know, there's always something to do, you know, during, you know, throughout the day, you know, so you don't have to just be waiting for all of them to just do one thing together. There are separate things to do. So you could spend time actually relaxing on the ship, doing things, hanging out, going swimming, go watch Jordan do yoga, you know, go watch the back rub with Donnie. <laughs> you know, there was so many things to do. So you just weren't sitting there and waiting. There was always something to do. And I, I like the fact that they do that. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I guess we can fast forward to the one I was on. I didn't go on. <laughs> I tried for like five years to get on the cruise. It's a whole thing. At, now, people also have to remember at this time I had just well first of all I had just basically when, by, the, by the time I moved to Vegas I had just graduated college and it was also the heart of the recession that we had so that was a good time and at, um, so but so I was saving up for years to get on the cruise and finally after like seven years of following new kids which was in 2014 I went on the cruise and hung out with you and a bunch of people. And <laughs> we talked about, I've talked about this on the last couple episodes uh, because Paige on the last episode, that's when I met her was first night on the cruise, uh, which is funny because we're all from Phoenix, but it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's like, oh, you don't meet people until the event because of social <laughs> yeah. media and then your friends after that. But <laughs> let's talk about since you were there with me, uh -huh. it's hard. I want witness to all my stories now <laughs> because most people. And I'm sober all the time, so I never forget anything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was not uh, then. So that was back in my crazy partying days. So talk about that, that year. The themes were, were interesting because the first night was masquerade night, which I loved. That was great. And then there was a movie night, which we'll get to, and cowboy night, which turned mm -hmm. out to be the best night, but there's a whole story behind that. And then, of course, GPS, which yep. for those that don't know, GPS stand, it's basically like you're supposed to represent where you're from, and it's the last night, and it's usually the party that lasts the long, because it's usually the one re when you return to the port, but... Um, I feel like I'm spoiling things because in this world of spoilers, but it everything's on YouTube. So yeah. you can <laughs> find these videos <laughs> everywhere. It's not really sacred. What what happens on the cruise ends up on YouTube. So <laughs> let's talk about I do remember so my the first night was masquerade night. Mm -hmm. And let's just say I was not sober. Let's just I'm just gonna put it out there. Uh alcohol was involved. And that was the night that it was rocking on the seas, which was kind of funny because I didn't get seasick and it kind of helped me stay drunk. It was really weird. It was a good night for me, but most people bailed and they had to like go to their rooms. Like the Lido deck emptied pretty early it that did. night. It did. Which I guess if you're pacing yourself, you might have, but also <laughs> not to put my roommate on blast from that year. But uh, that was also, the reason that was, is that night was free drink night. So there's one night where, for like, a f when you get to the Lido deck, there's like a couple hours where you can just get unlimited drinks. And my roommate took advantage of that and didn't even make it to the party at that point, which is so sad, I wish she would have. But 
but I, I had a good night that night, but it was just interesting because I, nobody really got into masquerade night. And I thought that, that was going to be my favorite. And I had a mask. Of course, it was hard with my glasses, but I had a mask. I met Billy Jeffrey that night, mm -hmm. which. Yeah, I introduced you to him. Yeah, you were the, yeah, you remember it more than I do. So. <laughs> and then I remember dancing with Joey and then meeting Paige, as I explained in the last episode. So. <laughs> the next night was was it cowboy night the next night or was it it was uh, movie night movie night movie night was great because they all came out as characters and that was literally the year after brokeback mountain and joe and and john <laughs> and donnie came out as characters from brokeback mountain and it was a whole thing yep. um <laughs> jordan was tony montana from scarface and then joey was um he was. I think was she the character from Top Gun? No, that was Danny. Danny was Tom Cruise from Top Gun. Okay, or, and Joey was some type of ship. Yeah, it was. Captain. It was an officer and a gentleman, but it was like that. Yeah. Um, he always does old timely characters. It's really <laughs> funny. Uh, which was great. And then that night also we watched old, like hanging tough with them and their oh the, yeah their commentary. Totally um, a step by step video. Yeah. I think it was. <laughs> we watched that, yeah. and they told us and behind then, the scenes. And Blue Bloods also that night too. I think was it? Maybe we watched an episode yeah, of Blue maybe. Bloods. Well, the movie night. I know we watched. You can literally you could go find this on YouTube. <laughs> I don't remember what we watched. <laughs> yeah, I do remember we watched old the old videos, and they did commentary and the old commercials, and talked about how like none of that was like under their control. Yeah. And anyway, it was fun because to get to be in that situation where you get behind the scenes from them or just being ridiculous and making jokes is hilarious <laughs> all these years later. But let's talk about Cowboy Night. Yes. So what I remember, that was the night your group had the concert. Mm -hmm. And by then I was pacing, I was done with alcohol pretty much. So I was a lot more sober by that night. Oh, I had lost my voice by then, so I I decided to stop you drinking. Talk. Yeah, <laughs> by the by night two, I lost my voice. Uh, it's epic, people. You don't even know. So I remember just hanging out on the little deck and just eating food and just chilling and not really trying to be a million places at once, which was good because you know we <laughs> staked our claim mm -hmm. for the party later that night. So talk about. How the the how Cowboy Night, which was Joey's idea, which three people wanted. Yep. None. Nobody else voted nobody on else. this because we've. I should explain to those listening to this podcast or watching is that cruisers get to vote on themes, or suggest themes, or the guys watch on social media whenever it's suggested, and then they kind of vote behind the scenes, and so. That year, was it was not a popular voted thing because it was a poll that came out, like a survey or whatever. So talk about how epic that was. Oh, my God. Like, I have never been into cowboys before, but Lord Jesus. They looked so hot, damn sexy. I want, I just, I wanted to do naughty things with them. <laughs> Seriously, like, it just, it was one of the most beautiful nights I'd ever seen on any of the previous cruises I've been on. And 
just something totally out of the ordinary that usually seems very just, oh, it's all the same thing, you know, cowboys, whatever. But they just made it look so just, well, like I can't even explain it. Like there's not enough words, but it just, it stole your heart. Like it just, it took you away. And we had, you know, it, it felt like we we're invincible that night, I guess would be the way to put it because like we didn't want it to end. And then Joey and Donnie were doing fireball shots at one of the bars. <laughs> and and then Joey Joey got really, really trash drunk. And where we were on the Lido deck next to the pool, there had the little semi stage made up. We're all around it, and Joey went onto our stage. That's right. And stripped down to his underwear, and oh my god, we <laughs> all pool, turned right. in. Yeah, we all turned into Joey girls that night, and we're all just like cameras, phones everywhere, video pictures of Joey taking it off and jumping in the pool. And, yeah. and then good lord, came, right? yeah, and then Dottie jumped in the pool after that. But he still had all his clothes on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he took the only thing he took off was his, like his uh, his um yeah. his boots and his socks, and then he left everything else on. And he jumped in even with this cowboy hat. And but oh my god, like we all turned into Joey girls that night. Right. And his uh, for how close he was to me, his crotch was like literally like right here <laughs> in front of my face. And I know you were behind me. That's right. And then Christy was like, oh yeah, barely Our trying to like Christy, hold yeah. herself on the stage, trying to take pictures of Joey taking it off. <laughs> God, it was shenanigans. It was definitely that, and it was so much fun. And I, the pictures that I took from that night were great, especially from how far away we were from the stage. And you know, at that time, they're also filming Rock the Boat. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yep, <laughs> and so. Um, you know, some of my ex friends were on that on that show, and I got a lot of great pictures of them dancing on the stage with the guys and everything. But yeah, okay, yeah. So that night rings a bell. Um, I probably could watch the videos, but so like Marissa just mentioned, that was the first year. So word had gotten out that this was popular cruise. I mean, there's a lot of artist cruises now. A lot of chartered artist cruises. The new kids weren't the first one to do it. Um, I know of a lot of other artist cruises. I mean, Kiss does a cruise. And smooth jazz artists do a cruise. And I could go down a list, but we don't have time for that. But <laughs> the year I happened to finally make it, they decided, hey, we're going to film a reality show. And there's going to be camera crews, and they're going to follow certain people on the cruise. For which you're actually featured on the show, by the yes, way. Yes, I am. Um, which, just full disclosure, is not the best experience of the cruise. I'm glad they don't do this anymore because let's just say some things are staged when there are camera crews around. So, yeah, it is mayhem and a blast, but the very first, they did it twice, by the way. They did two seasons of yeah, it. Yeah, they did one the following. So, 
you can go find this. It's called Rock This Boat. It was on Pop TV, which is a channel that didn't survive. Um, yeah, it's still alive. Is it? Yeah. Well, you can find the episodes <laughs> online. You can like order them or whatever. Um, but I, if I remember correctly. Um, so there's, so talk like during, so the day, the, the photo op day is usually like the third or fourth day. It's usually later in the cruise. And for those that don't know, when you have a meet and greet or specifically on the cruise, when you're go through the photo op situation, it's always two people to each new kid. So there's going to be 10 people in the photo. It's a group photo. And it's always mayhem because everybody wants to stand by their favorite new kid or one they haven't stood by before to meet them. And if you go and watch the show, Marissa is the one that explains this to the world. Um, so Marissa, talk about the fact that like you had cameras following you that day. All right, so I'm usually not one to, you know, have any anger about cameras following me around. I'm, I'm a photographer also, so I'm used to being in front of the camera and behind the camera. But because they're filming this show and they decide to have some of the girls that were on the show, um, you know, a few of them had not found a group yet. And so if you don't find a group, you get stuck in what's called the Room of Doom, which is basically the nightclub on the ship. And you just go and wait there and people will come in saying, hey, I need somebody to stand with Danny or I need somebody to stand with Joey. You know, I have three spots open. You know, who who's looking for a spot? And so most of the time what ends up happening is the... John and the Danny spots are always the harder spots to fill because for whatever reason, nobody likes to stand with them. Now, for all those who have not yet met new kids or have not been on a cruise, John, out of all the five guys, gives the best hugs. He is like master hugger. Donnie too, but John gives the best. <laughs> and so the girls that were... um that needed a group like they went into this room and I was standing there, you know, walking down the line. I had a piece of paper that said, you know, I have, you know, I need three spots open for, I think it was Danny and John. And so these girls with the camera crew come over and they're like, Hey, she has a piece of paper. And so she started asking me, you know, why I have the paper. And so I'm explaining, oh, well, you know, when you do the photo, you, you know, there's two girls for each guy. So it's a whole group photo. And if you're not ready, you have to be over here in the room of doom. And you have to wait there until somebody has a spot or you can go find somebody who doesn't have one and bring them to your group. And so the camera was like right here in my face. And I'm, you know, explaining to these three girls and, you know, after they filmed it the first time around, they asked me if I could be more dramatic with, you know, talking about the room of doom. And I was just like, what? And I'm like, I don't, I don't need to be more dramatic. I'm just saying it like it is. And they're like, oh no, you know, you just need to be, you know, be like more worried. And I'm like, I'm not worried. 
<laughs> and so it was just it was just really weird and very awkward and so they they filmed it a second time and i was like talking more with my hands <laughs> to show the dramatic you know version and it was just it was ridiculous but the girl's really nice i actually saw two of them the following year and we actually ate breakfast together so it was really cool and they're like yeah it was kind of crazy after that but it was so cool to meet you and thank you so much for you know going along with us and i was like yeah no big deal whatever <laughs> but you're a nice girls i really like them yeah so <laughs> well the reason i asked that is because i have watched the show back because it was the year i went so i had to watch it when it aired mm -hmm. and i get to that point and i see you doing this interview and i'm like yes this is correct information but it it's so over dramatic the way they're making this sound like <laughs> I mean, we call it the Room of Doom as a joke. I mean, it's not that big of a deal to be just pulled into a group because you're on there to get a photo, but it's like the way the, well, let's just say the first season of that show came out horrible. Let's just say that if you go watch the first season of Rock This Boat, uh, some is accurate. And then because they follow groups of fans and it's your typical reality show like with the confessionals and the uh oh my god i'm not gonna make it to this event what are we gonna do to make it dramatic going into a commercial at the time and they also didn't have anything accurate from the sh actual boat i don't know if they didn't get the rights or whatever but the, the cruise director wasn't even the cruise director they yeah. like it they they use somebody else's voice yeah. yeah and then anyway Long, long story short, there was just some storylines of some fans that were very suspect, like they were planning. There's these guys that specifically go on the cruise to meet women uh, from the UK, right? Uh, yeah, I think they're from England. Yeah. yeah. And while that seemed funny at the time, they also go on Backstreet Boys cruises, they go on all these other cruises, and it's really creepy. But they were two of the people featured on the show. Um, I remember meeting them that year, and they were rude as hell when the cameras weren't on them. So, good luck, ladies. Um, and I'm sure all these years later, it's like, whatever. But you also had friends that were featured, and they didn't, it was a whole thing. Yeah. And then, then they did a wedding that year, yeah. which was obviously staged because a it didn't really go by maritime laws for having a wedding so they were already married before they got on the ship but everybody thought they were getting married on the ship because donnie officiated it and then joe walked her down the aisle and it was this big thing on the lido deck which we didn't see coming it wasn't in the itinerary yeah. that that all that part with donnie and and joey was not planned like that actually was a surprise to both the bride and the groom so I'm, I'm friends with Danielle and Norm. Okay. And so that was not planned at all. They didn't even know if that was going to really happen. So that part was not planned to, to be in the show. That was a surprise to them and all of us. Okay, cool. It just seemed very, I mean, in the time, don't get me wrong. I wish them well in their marriage yeah. and everything. Don't get me wrong. It's great that they went on the cruise together, but, and that her dream came true with Joe walking her down the aisle and all that stuff. But, I remember when the the one thing I specifically remember is when Donnie came up over the, the PA and said, everybody get to the Lido deck now because there was nothing scheduled that afternoon. And yeah. so we were like, we thought it was going to be the back rub. Let's, let's back up to what the back rub is. I think mm -hmm. I've explained it on the last couple of episodes, but 
the back rub was this radio show that Donnie used to do in like 2010. I don't know. Let's just say it was like at least a decade ago now. Mm-hmm. And it was this R, it's called D Dub's R&B back rub. And basically he would play R&B slow jams like Art LeBeau, but it was Donnie. And he would have this like relaxing voice. And it was a hit for a while. And it was basically to help Cherry Tree Records to have their own radio station called Cherry Tree Radio. And I remember listening to it. And then it became a thing that he would do on the cruise. But they get it out of hand on the cruise because it's like in real life, you're not listening to like a podcast or radio at the time. So we all thought it was going to be a live background. So we all rush up to there because mm-hmm. what had happened the years before is that the background became exclusive. Yep. So, you know, you were only invited to the back rub or it was only first come, first serve to mm-hmm. the theater or whatever it was. So, again, when I say we were all running, we were literally all running from where we were on the ship to the Lido deck. Of course, if you were already on the Lido deck, good for, yeah. <laughs> good for you. But so talk about, like, we get up there and, it's, and we're like, what's going on? Yeah, so I was up there because I had been swimming in the pool. And so I already had, you know, my towel out, everything. And I always have my camera with me because you never know when the new kids are going to be around, take pictures. And so all of a sudden they start setting up everything. Like they're blocking off, you know, part of the Lido deck, you know, making an aisle, you know, they're putting like flowers up, everything. And everyone's like, what the hell? And then, you know, when Donnie finally announced, hey, everybody come up to the Lido deck, you know, really quick, blah, blah, blah. And then seeing everybody just all of a sudden just, bum rush <laughs> to the Lido deck and then they're telling us we have to be quiet like we can't make a sound and then um you know finally like they start queuing everything up and you know we see joey and danielle you know walking down the aisle and you know there's a lot of people that start crying and there are people who are just like, oh, this is so cool. But everybody had their pictures, you know, their cameras out, video, taking photos, all that. So it was really cool to see that. And then seeing, you know, Donnie officiate, which I think was kind of cool seeing because, you know, even if it was a kind of like not really planned or surprised. Yeah, I mean, it just... It was it was really cool to see that happen because you know we all wish that we could marry a new kid or now to be kind of like married by one, you know that's really cool. So I thought it was pretty neat to see that happen because it's just something that's you know once in a lifetime experience and it's never going to happen again. But you know to have that happen as a surprise to both of them, especially for Danielle, you know I thought it was really cool to see that. So, like, like, also, if you don't watch the actual reality show, I mean, a lot of this footage is on YouTube. So just literally put New Kids Cruise 2014, just start watching uh, on YouTube. But there was good and bad. Like, the reason why I kind of have a different experience, of course, like I said, I wasn't sober the whole time, so I don't remember everything. But I think... For a lot of us, it was our first cruise. And when your first cruise has a reality show and cameras and people getting in the way and a lot of her, it it took a little bit of 
what I've been hearing about such an amazing experience for so many years and how it's kind of, it's just something you have to experience and just, which you still do, don't get me wrong, but when there's, when you, you know, you have to sign a waiver that you could possibly be on a reality show, it's kind of like, there are, is there it was a lot of, I felt like there was a lot of reserved behavior by a lot of people. There was a lot of people that were still their selves. But in terms of that year, that was also the year that like family members of certain people were on the cruise. And it kind of changed behavior of how the new kids were that year. And not that they didn't have fun and didn't perform well. It was just, the vibe was a little off. Yeah. I still had a blast, obviously, because I partied my ass off. But the point is, is the reason I want to bring up the reality show is that there's good to the reality show. I think it's great that they like tried to show what the cruise was like, what being a blockhead's like on the cruise. But on the other hand, it wasn't completely truthful. Yeah. And I think that's why they did a second season and tried to, they did the format a little bit different where Donnie pr produced it better and like. It was all about, it was more about them instead of actual the fans. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's cool that they wanted to follow fans the first year. But I think because we've all been seeing a lot of reality TV at this, even by then, people didn't, be, a lot of fans weren't as real. Reality isn't as real as you think it is, yeah. reality TV. And I think that took a lot of fun out of it because obviously there were some that were like, hey, we're just fans, which were great to follow and you were happy. Like the, the two sisters that went, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And a few of the others, but the others were like like the guys that they follow, those that I mentioned were very they knew they were on a TV show, mm -hmm. let's just say that. And they they played it up to the extent that they wanted to. They wanted to be famous from being the two guys that would potentially hook up with fans. And I guess the reason why it kind of rubs me the wrong way is because as blockheads were always like we're always trying to prove what we have is cool and that being a new kids fan, it is what it is. And we're original. Yeah. We're original still. And you, I'm cool with people becoming new fans over the years, but it just seems to me like when it's a, when you, when they mention it on the show and they put them on the show for the sheer fact that they're the two guys that try to hook up with other fans, it takes the, because not all fans are like that. Like, it's not about that. And I, I just, I just think, well, obviously by doing the second season, they kind of redeem themselves. But now that it's not, there's not cameras following our people around since then. I think it's made it more of the like, as Donnie puts it, a sacred event. Because yeah, everybody else has cameras, but it's it's different when there's like a reality TV show crew yeah. and. Like you said, they tell you what to say or how to say it. And then also, let's just be real. Like, we don't sleep on the cruise, okay? So a lot of why it's amazing is because none of us have slept for like four days. Or we get... <laughs> I don't sleep. I get maybe like three hours of sleep the whole weekend. So when they're like asking you to like, like to act or to say something... You don't even know what day it is. And they're like, hey, could you say it this way? And it's like, no, I'm just saying what I can. I'm, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is me. This is what you get. What you see is what you get. If you don't like it, there's door. Get the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, I just wanted to tell the story because we were both on that cruise together. And... <laughs> Uh, it was just, there's stories upon stories, but it's just, we we try to get across what experiencing and being a new kid fan, being a blockhead is like. And if people don't really get it, to this day, people are like, why are you new kids fans? Or uh, why do you guys have such passion? And I think unless you've experienced a concert or the cruise or whatever it is, you you don't get it. So let's talk about, I kind of mentioned this in the last couple episodes, to get off the cruise subject for a minute. Going to concerts, What it, I know you've witnessed it, but when you see people that have been dragged to the concert with a friend or a family member and they're like, oh, the new kids, blah, blah, blah. And then they leave and they're like, fans, talk about that, that revelation. Because we've both seen that happen. Yeah, okay, so. Prime example, my Aunt Barb, who lives in Denver. So she's known me my whole entire life and she's known that I've loved new kids forever and so I went to um this year that my daughter was graduating high school so 2019 and usually I go you know to the Vegas show and the Phoenix show but that year I couldn't go because I was the weekend that my daughter was graduating so I decided well if I'm going to go see a show I'm going to go to Denver for it and I invited my aunt Barb to come with me and so um, she was like, oh, you know, we don't have to go. It's okay. And I was like, no. And so she thought that, you know, we were going to buy the cheap seats, like be way up in the nosebleeds, you know, the very last row. And I was like, oh, no, we're going in style. So I bought us VIP packages and the meet and greet. And so, you know, we're the we're getting ready to do our photo. And so I introduced her to everybody that was going to be in that photo. And she's like, oh, so you guys just kind of like hang out here you know meet everybody you know wherever you're going i'm like oh we talk about this for for months and months at a time you know we see each other whenever we can you know not only you know here but we also hang out on the cruise you know we pick up where we left off and so you know and she had no idea what was going to happen she was just like oh i'm just here with my niece you know no big deal and and that was the first year that the um the people that do the VIP packages was telling us, oh, you actually get to talk to the guys for a few minutes before the photo was taken. And I was like, what? We actually, like, we don't have to go, hi, 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 smile, click, bye. We actually get to, like, have, you know, a actual conversation. Oh, my God. Like, it was so unreal. And, my, and so I turned to my Aunt Barb, and I'm telling her, you actually get to really meet these guys now. She's like, Oh yeah, I know. And I was like, no, like you get to have a conversation with them. I get to personally introduce you to all of them. <laughs> so she's like, oh, okay, you know. And she she has no idea what's coming. So she and I were going to be standing with John um, for that photo group. And usually I stand with Jordan, but um, there's somebody that had never met Jordan before, and so I gave up my Jordan spot so that she could stand with her, and then I was going to stand with my aunt. And so we go into the 
into the room and you know i introduced her to danny i'm like hey it's my aunt barb he's like hi aunt barb you know gave her a hug he's like i hope you have fun she's like oh thank you and then we meet donnie and i was like donnie this is my aunt barb aunt barb this is donnie and she's like oh hello and he's like hi and he gives her like a big hug leans her back into his arms and so she's like oh <laughs> and she goes how do you do this every night <laughs> she's like don't you guys ever sleep and he goes i never sleep and i was like i can vouch for that and he and i just kind of like looked at each other and started laughing and then he gave her a kiss on the cheek and he's like it's so nice to meet you and i happened to be wearing my um my all-time cruiser uh jacket that they gave to us for all the people who have been on each cruise which is also this shirt too <laughs> and so um he looks at me he goes i love your jacket you 10th are you and so he starts like going like this to my jacket i was like i love you too and so he, he gave me a hug and a kiss and then he moved over to jordan and i was like hey jordan he's like hey and i was like this is my aunt barb he's like hi aunt barb and he gives her a hug and he goes i'm her favorite <laughs> <laughs> years and he's like yeah and he's like it's so nice to meet you and she's like it's so nice to meet you too and he's like how are you and i'm like i'm fine and i give him a hug and he gives me a hug and i was like okay you know i'll see you later and he's like wait what and i'm like what he goes so you ditched me on the cruise and now you're gonna ditch me here because on the 10th cruise i actually gave up my spot for some you know to let them be with him and i stood with danny and i was like um, well, there's somebody new here that hasn't met you yet, so I let them have my spot, and so I'm going to go stand with John. He's like, oh, that's okay then. <laughs> but he was, like, so floored. He's like, what? You're going to ditch me again? That's <laughs> oh, man, it was great. It was well, awesome. not to bring it back to the cruise that I was on, but now the memories are coming back. Uh -huh. um, so without getting into some stuff that I don't really want to put on the podcast, but the year I went and I went on the, the uh, cruise, for those that don't know, long time Donnie girl, just putting it out there. But I don't care who I stand with. I like all the new kids. And the year I went, I decided to stand with Danny that year. And... I don't really do, I, I never really was a person that did a lot of meet and greets. The funny thing about that, I think I told on the last couple episodes, is that I met Donnie and, and John in a casino in Vegas around a Vegas show. So I never really paid for a meet and greet until like, I don't even know, maybe 2012. I don't know. Point is, I, meet and greets are great, uh, but I figured out ways to do it elsewhere it's because they were very accessible when you go to the vegas shows so when i go on the cruise i stand with danny um didn't really care i mean i cared about having the photo and being with people but i mean i don't i'm not, not there i'm not as picky as a lot of fans don't get me wrong not to put a lot of fans on blast but some people are like i have to be with this person every time and it's like but you've met him 20 times that's a whole nother podcast, but um, 
so the year I went, I stand with Danny, and I'm the last one to kind of, I'm literally the last one to kind of, because at the time when you're herded out on the cruise, you get in there, people kind of hug, they go pose, they click, you're out. It's like being herded by cattle. So everybody gets quick hugs with everybody, but it's like, it's, it's clockwork. If you watch the reality show, you'll see how they like put a time lapse on. It's hilarious. So I'm leaving and Donnie goes, Brooke. And I was like, first of all, didn't know he knew my name because at this point he only knew me via social media. And for all of you that don't know, I've been Saxy15 on all social media since social media began. So he used to call me my first, he used to call me Saxy Brown at first, which is hilarious because my last name is Brown. But then he's figured out my name over the years of just correspondence on Twitter. And he's like, where have you been? Like as I'm walking out and I'm like, I didn't have a voice by then. <laughs> so I was like trying to talk and get any sound. I didn't have this voice by then, but uh, and I go, just partying on the cruise, having a good time. He's like, I've been looking for you all cruise. And I, to me, in my mind, I was like, no, he has. There's 3,000 other fans here. There's a reality show that he's executive producing. He doesn't know who the fuck I am. That's what I was thinking. Like, I know he knew who I was from being a fan, but I didn't think he cared. And so to go back to the story we were talking about the wedding is that it was turned into kind of a afternoon Lido deck party after the wedding. It was like a reception kind of thing. Not really, but I remember then he went around just kind of taking selfies with everybody and again saw me and was like, took selfies and he's like, make sure Nick tonight at the theme party, I see you. I've been looking for you all cruise. And I was like, again with this, I've been waiting for you all cruise crap. So later, Fast forward to later that night, GPS night, and at this point, I was represented that I went to U of A, so I had all my Arizona Wildcat gear on, and um, and that night, because what was funny is that I told the story on the last episode, at that time, the kind of like line dance, the wobble was like the hit, and when I was at U of A going to football games, tailgating you would hear the wobble and like fraternities and sororities just busting out this dance so i learned it in college so that year for some reason it was huge in the south but like colleges too and i remember it played that night the dj got around to it that night and earl who's one of the bodyguards started doing the dance and then like a bunch of us started breaking out the dance and it just kind of caught on and Donnie was floored by this and was like, people know a dance that we don't know, what? And it started a thing that year where like, the wobble has now been on, featured on every cruise. <laughs> but um, it's just weird when you get recognized. You were talking about yeah. like in your meet and greet, getting recognized and how like, you're like, they don't know who I am. And then you're like, oh my God, they do know. So that's what I was reason why I brought up the story is because it reminded me of the feeling of when he said, "Oh, I've been waiting to see you all cruise," and I'm like, "When you're when you're in a sea of other fans, well, I can't wrap my head around about other than being like a number, because sometimes that you feel just like a number when you're being herded like cattle through a room. So, 
when it's a situation when you can actually have a conversation like that, it kind of catches you way off guard. And, and there's so many emotions and thoughts running through your head at the time because you know me. I'm a cool cumber, cucumber. I don't really have that like starstruckness around any celebrity, but like in that moment, I'm like, what is happening? So, and I guess the reason I told that story for those that are listening or watching is that that's kind of what I want to convey is like, yeah, there are a lot of fan to artist relationships out there. And we, and yes, I've taken six years off. I've seen a lot of new kids stuff. I've been to a concert here or there every year that they kind of had a tour, but I, I kind of took some time off. But the reason I'm returning this year, and we'll, we're going to talk about Fenway coming up, is because no matter how hard I tried to separate myself from the new kids, it's like once you've had these experiences and once you've met people like you, we've known each other for 13 years now, mm-hmm. almost 13 years, and you have these relationships, it's just something that is hard to explain to anybody out there that hasn't experienced it. And the reason I wanted to do these episodes of po- the podcast with such a historic show coming up, well, a couple shows, is because maybe that can convey to people that we aren't crazy, yeah, ridiculous fans, that we, for 35, almost 40 years, have been labeled as. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously every artist now has a fan base, and yeah. I think people can relate a little bit more if you or a huge Taylor Swift fan, or Kanye West fan, or whoever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think what I want to convey is that being a New Kids fan is different because they left and came back. Yep. And it means more now as adults and second generation and because everything kind of has built on each other. Like, Like we mentioned the reunion when it started, we didn't think it would last this long. Yeah. So... Long-windedness aside, I just kind of wanted to explain that to people out there of like why we're kind of doing these episodes. So it's kind of, now I want to talk about Fenway because we're going together to Mm -hmm. Fenway. And for those that don't know music history, Maurice White started New Edition in Boston back in the 80s. They were a group of five fantastic black men. Well, six if you count. When, they, when Johnny Gill joined. And then he started the New Kids with Donnie, as, Donnie and Mark, the first, Mark Wahlberg being the first members, and then Mark dropped out. And you could read the history on it or hear it from them. But coming up in Fenway, this show got postponed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And it was initially with three members of New Edition, which is Belle Biv DeVoe. And advertise as special guests. Now, for me, I've wanted for ever since the reunion a new edition, new kids. Well, they already collabed on a song on the block, which was their reunion album. And they've had a couple pop-up shows here or there where they've had members of each together. But I've wanted a joint tour for now 13 years. (laughs) And the idea that after COVID, this is one of the biggest shows at Fenway. They're returning home to Boston where they started. 
and with also having Velvet Vivo, which are from Boston, and especially because it's got to be a new edition reunion. Right, right. And you know me, that'll get me back. Uh-huh. So talk, let's, let's talk about, because I wanted to bring up Fenway and why you've been to a, the last couple Fenway shows. Yeah. And so this will be my first time, A, to Boston, which, yes, long time coming. First time to Fenway. But I also want to experience what it's like for the hometown heroes to be in their hometown venue. Mm-hmm. So you talk about your experiences going to the little past couple of Fenway shows, and then we're going to talk about what we hope happens in yeah. a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, so I went to the last Fenway show. I went with Christy, and we sat in the pit area that was like right in front of the stage, and it was just cool. Just that history, just the energy from that baseball field itself is so, it just overcomes you. And you have just an array of emotions. Like, I actually cried again when they came out on stage. <laughs> and, but, like, half the people there were like, oh, my God. So we're all crying together. But it was just a lot of fun. Like, you know, and Donnie and Joey were just kind of like, oh, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> and they shook our hands while they were going for just, uh, dancing on the stage. And But it was just, it was amazing. Like, it's a whole other level of concert because the you get to feel that love that the whole city of Boston has for them. Like, this, like, so many historical facts, you know, come from Boston, the whole East Coast, you know, because that's where everything started for the U.S., but to also know that New Kids also brought another piece of history from Boston, you know, musical-wise, and to be part of that, to be, you know, in the same town where they came from, and it's just, like, totally just an intense circle of energy around you, like, it just consumes you but in the right way because it's so positive it's so much fun it's so much love and you just don't want it to end like it it just you just go with it you just let you know take over you and by the time you're done with it you're just like oh my god i want more you know let's do it again you know can you just come back on stage you know for another three hours and it's really really great like i'm so excited i'm so glad that you get to go this time and you know, and that we get to hang out all weekend and we get to meet and see other friends of ours too. So it's going to be a blast. You're going to love it. I'm stoked because I've had, funny enough, a love for Boston from afar my whole life. And I've wanted to visit that city a bunch of times before this. But I think after having the year we did last year where we couldn't do anything and it's just politically ridiculous in the world right now. And the fact that this is actually going to happen, because it's been pushed back from the original date, even this year, we were supposed to have it this past week. Yeah. And now it's pushed to August 6th. Um, I think that's kind of what got me back along of other things, but specifically just the fact that like potential new edition reunion with the new kids I want to experience, I've watched, you can go again on YouTube and watch the Fenway shows. People have uploaded the last couple of Fenway Park shows. And you can see it on the new kids that like, 
when they play Boston, well, they also have played the, the, the garden where the Celtics play, but when they play Fenway, it's a whole nother level of like gratitude and they have all their family and friends there because of, obviously they all come from big families and they still have family that live there or in John and Jordan's case, they still live in that area or like in New England kind of area. And so it just means more to them. Not that other shows don't mean a lot, but you can just see that like after they never thought they'd be where they are 35, almost 40 years later, which is crazy even to say, because a lot, as I'm talking about this, I think the last Fenway show was about five years ago. And so if you go watch the show, they're like, Oh, you've been around for 25 years. And that at that time we were like, Oh my God, but here we are. So, that's why I kind of wanted to do these episodes to talk about with other blockheads and, and people that are kind of witnessed my shenanigans because a lot of people know me from my other music following. But I think it's important for people to realize that everybody has a different experience, but w the reason why there's been such a longevity with the new kids is because of the way they are with fans. Like we yeah. talk about our encounters I haven't talked about all of mine, but it's another story for another day. Um, uh, so we've kind of talked a lot about like our specific pinpoint, but now that we are going to Fenway and now however long they want to do stuff, what do you hope going forward of events? Cause you've been to all 10 cruises. You're going to go on the next one. If they have another one and Breaking news, I'm probably going to be on the next one with her. Uh, <laughs> um, um, but, but again, what for someone who's experienced as much as you have and meeting a lot of us and just what it's like, to, what do you hope for the future with, with the new kids? Because it's like, I've taken some time off, but I've done some things. Everybody's had their own journey. What do you hope happens? Well, um, I hope they still do a cruise at least every year or every other year. Because um, I would like to keep my perfect attendance for it. <laughs> I literally could buy a house with the money that I've spent on the cruise each year. But it's worth it. Because, you know, how often are you going to say, hey, I got to go on a cruise with you know, my favorite band since I've loved since I was a kid. And, you know, you get the party with them the whole weekend. Like, it really is like a huge family reunion. Like, it's not even a normal cruise. Like, I get there and I sit in the sun all day long. <laughs> and I don't care that I get sunburned. I'm just like, I'm just here to relax and party all night with these guys and hang out with friends and just, you know, pick up where we left off from the last time we were together. And with the concerts, I'd love to see them, you know, do other bands that, you know, have been around for a while too. Um, you know, it'd be great to see them do a whole thing with New Edition also. And I never really listened to New Edition when I was a kid because I didn't know much of them. But it'd be great to see that. You know, I'd love to see something like that come to play. And I liked it when they were with Boys to Men. That was always fun. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I mean, if, if they keep doing this, I'll always be there. It doesn't matter how many shows I go to. But, 
you'll definitely see me on every cruise because that's something that <laughs> I want to make through to each year. <laughs> and, you know, I, well, I took my uh, Aunt Barb to the Denver show, like after the show was done, you know, I was, because we're sitting in different seats, but we're like one row away from each other. So I was on the floor and she was in the, the front row of the, of the section right off the floor. So she got to see the stage clearly. And it was so great just seeing her expression because she was just like, oh my gosh. Like she was so thrilled by the whole experience. And she's like, well, then when they come again, we're going to have to go again. And I'm like, all right, cool. So it'll be great to actually take her and actually try to take my daughter to, to go at the same time because they're, um, their birthdays are just a couple of days within each other. So I want to be able to have both of them go so as a birthday present for both of them and i'm going to try to get my aunt to go on the cruise one year if i can get her and also my cousin which is her daughter to try to go to that'd be great just to you know bring somebody who's never even thought about doing something like that you know just have them you know see it from their eyes and then they can see it from my eyes you know i love doing that stuff and i encourage everybody who has yet to go to a show or even a cruise, save up your money, do it. Cause you know, you gotta enjoy life. You gotta make the most of it. Yeah. Just go for it. Just don't say no, just say, okay, I'm going to do this. <laughs> go at least once, if not twice. Yeah. That's what I always said. I'd mentioned that in the last couple episodes. Um, if you're a blockhead, you need to experience the cruise at least once in your life, mm-hmm. no matter what year it is. Um, because it's four days of absolute mayhem. Um, In a good way. <laughs> yeah. So for those that have been watching this, as you've noticed, um, to hit up Marissa on Twitter and Instagram at Blued Mind Freak. Um, and you know where to hit me up, Sax15, or the podcast, wherever the podcast will be found after this in audio form. The video replay will be up on my YouTube and my Twitch channel for a while. Uh, well, Twitch for a while because it gets it's a whole thing, but YouTube forever. Um, so thank you everybody for tuning in and who will listen to this in the future. And thank you, Marissa, for for joining me on the podcast. It was fun. Um, and be safe, everybody. And uh, see you in Fenway if you're a blockhead listening to this.